We're in the midst of a healthcare revolution. Digital health is breaking down barriers for patients and providers, changing the way we do business, regulate healthcare reimbursement, and deliver care. From telemedicine solutions to medical devices to AI to innovations we can't even name yet, it's taken years of dedication from innovative leaders to pursue healthcare progress. How did we get here? What's around the corner for digital health? Let's find out together in Trailblazing with Digital Health Pioneers. Good morning or afternoon. Welcome to Trailblazing with Digital Health Pioneers. I'm Bernadette Broccolo. I'm a partner in the digital health practice uh, at McDermott, Will & Emery, based in our Chicago office. Joining me today is Dr. Damon Broyles, Vice President of Clinical Innovation at Mercy Technology Services, uh, referred to periodically throughout as MTS. Uh, MTS is a technology-focused subsidiary of Mercy. Mercy is a health system with more than 40 hospitals and more than 700 clinics, outpatient clinics throughout the Midwest and the Southern United States. Mercy Technologies itself employs over 900 IT professionals, and it's the nation's first provider accredited by Epic to offer electronic health record uh, solutions to other hospitals. In addition, uh, Mercy uh, Technology Services deploys its own homegrown technology and offers other health systems providers a full suite of IT offerings, including cloud storage, SaaS solutions, managed services, and data analytics uh, to help reduce IT costs and the cost and, of care and improve the quality of care. Dr. Broyles, who is a board-certified uh, physician both in family medicine and in clinical informatics. He is a member of the clinical information technology team at MTS, and together those areas of expertise bring a unique and invaluable combination of expertise and experience to MTS's industry-leading clinical and technology innovation. Dr. Broyles, we're really pleased to have you here this morning to talk about all that Mercy has done and it plans to do in the future um, because we've learned so much from you already and uh, we know we will uh, going forward. Welcome. Thank you, it's a real pleasure to, uh, to join you. Thank you, well, we're very excited about it as well. Uh, as a leader in digital health technology within a major health system, you have a unique perspective on the potential impact of integrating digital health technology into clinical care and operations. How does the Mercy model and approach to technology innovation bring value both to Mercy and to those outside the Mercy system? I would step back a little bit and take a look at where Mercy is and sort of the history of the organization um, and where we are in the, um, at the the intersection of sort of two very different ways of health systems um, at, in the practice of medicine. So I, Mercy's leading in embracing an aggressive shift to value and, and pivoting towards risk. And we're changing the vocabulary inside in the business and what metrics we hold up internally as success. And obviously COVID um, helped emphasize why this makes even more sense, um, you know, moving from fee-for-service to, to value-based care, it became very apparent there. Um, so what's exciting about this shift is that it creates incentive alignment, um, which is a real virtuous cycle and a massive flywheel for creativity and innovation 
and augmented thinking about quality utilization and experience for both patients and, and caregivers. And the offshoot of that is that many, many more opportunities uh, for improving how we care for patients are, are presented. And we need to do um, very thoughtful and, and careful work balancing and executing on the best, most impactful ideas that align with our mission. Um, it, it, and that is one of our continued challenges. It, it's definitely something that we um, work day after day to build muscle memory on. So we have this intersecting nature of technologies that allows for um, novel and, and exciting care of populations, but it also has the, the potential um, beyond those complementary capabilities for overlapping collisions as these solutions are brought to bear. So as, as an example of that, um, you can get a little bit of skew if you say are using a social determinants of health referral software and that software also wants to manage utilization and unnecessary ER visits. So that second capability, that utilization and unnecessary ER visits um, might be uh, a necessary internal core competency for your technology division and for your population health uh, uh, leaders. So as digital health becomes more dynamic and interconnected, it's really uh, important for uh, a health system to know what needs to be that internal core competency and then what we can lean on others for. Uh, these intersections also create the potential for technology um, to have confluences where the sum is greater than the parts. And this is one of the things I think as an informaticist is the most exciting about my role is, is that really seeing hey, there's good work over here and there's good work over here, but what happens if we bring these two areas of, of good work together uh, and we can really accelerate change? Um, so it's very important that innovation leaders look for approaches that benefit both. You know, you've really touched on something that um, we see as a challenge and that is that there are so many different opportunities for technology and digital health innovation and uh, prioritizing them uh, seems very important. Which uh, of the areas that you've mentioned and others under consideration do you feel offer the greatest potential for uh, improve the types of improvements you've just mentioned and how, which ones are you really focusing on and how did you decide as, on those as your priorities? So I think genomics and personalized clinical decision support and the, the interaction of those two things is huge. Um, not only for um, the treatment uh, and, um, and development of, of new tools around complex diseases and oncology and uh, things like liquid biopsy and, and so forth, but also in the, in the um, blocking and tackling around um, the day-to-day -day things. I think inline social care referrals and analytics. So giving our providers and clinical staff an easy button when we stumble on, oh, this patient needs something to, to address their housing insecurity, or they need something that will help with, uh, with food insecurity. Making that straightforward, um, as straightforward as writing a prescription is something that we need to make progress on. And, and it is, is work that, that Mercy is doing and it's exciting to be part of. The um, opportunities around post-acute transitions and coordination of the inflection points as patients pass from you know, a more acute to a less acute uh, uh, realm of care is something that I think we can bring lots of 
technology solutions to that, that will enhance uh, the safety and the quality of care. We've been doing a lot of work and I think there's much more to do on unburdening our primary care providers and their support teams to be able to focus on the highest complexity activity. And the improved ability to shift more acute care to home is something that I think will have uh, um, a great impact on. Uh, and frankly, we'll, we'll see less uh, infections in the hospital, we'll see greater patient satisfaction. I think people will be able to um, really uh, get good benefit out of that, uh, out of that shift to home. So among the things you've mentioned, which are the ones you consider the most challenging and what technology exists, what tools exist now or are about to be released that will help to overcome those challenges. All the things that you mentioned are so important, the social determinants of health, relieving the burden of providers, really getting good clinical decision support and other things. Which of those is, is the most challenging and, and what can you do to overcome that challenge? So I think that um, the burden on providers, um, especially in our PCP area, is uh, it holds the most promise, but it also has a tremendous array of moving parts. Uh, and, and, you know, frankly, just the, um, the scope of the activities that our primary care offices, providers, and care teams are tasked with managing uh, is immense. Uh, so we have a lot of unwinding to do. And, and just the, the volume and the degree to which we need to lift those things off of, of those uh, clinicians uh, is probably what accounts for the, the level of difficulty. There's just a lot to, to, to get back to a state of affairs where we are satisfied that we're doing the best that we can for them. It seems to me that the groundbreaking work Mercy has done in data strategy uh, with a world-class data center and really meaningful collaborations around uh, data aggregation and analytics should be very helpful to some of the things that you just mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit uh, more about that and how you started that effort and how you have come to such a sophisticated state uh, so quickly? Uh, it's a, uh, just an excellent uh, segue and opportunity here uh, to talk about some things that are very exciting to me personally uh, as both an informaticist and a family medicine doc. So we spoke earlier about how a shift towards value tends to act as a crucible uh, for refining new ways of thinking about old problems. And it's critical as this pivot occurred in Mercy that we are working very closely with our pop health and primary care leadership um, to get at actionable insights from across our organization related to that vast quantity of quality utilization and experience data that is created daily. Um, it's also necessary to build infrastructure that allowed for smarter and more targeted interventions when that risk was rising, uh, or, or better yet, likely to rise. There's such a, a open space opportunity um, to, to, to bring all of that data together to create knowledge. And um, as well, you need to accommodate those types of, of interventions such that they can be scaled in a, in a rather dramatic manner so it accommodates the exponentially increasing volume, variety, and velocity of that data being generated. So occurring at the same time as that work and woven throughout, uh, Mercy, like 
most systems understood that we were facing increasing workforce challenges in healthcare. And so, um, you know, around the same time that we were shifting fully into value and really emphasizing population health, um, then we also had an automation focus that was, that was developing. So our initial applications there were directed at RevCycle and Pop Health and quality abstraction work, uh, things that were mostly, if this, then this. Um, and we are challenged by our clinical leadership to leverage those population health insights, that big data tool set, and to bring process automation thinking to evidence-based medicine. It is not just clinical clerical, like I'm gonna automate the movement of insurance information at the front desk, but this is true clinical medical automation. And that was very daunting. It was a, um, it was a challenge that uh, was um, sort of vast and um, complex in scope. Um, ambitious, audacious for sure. And there were an immense number of moving parts to contend with and account for. So it was also necessary to understand exactly what problem we were solving for. Um, and so the problem wasn't, can we get an order in? But the problem was, what do we need to do to turn this data into knowledge and then action and then outcomes? And the outcomes is the thing that's key. It doesn't mean anything if you don't get the outcome that you're after. So as we brought in a whole bunch of, of experts in, in, these, in these various fields and, and realms of technology, um, you know, including clinical, including automation, including data science, including pa patient experience and, and digital outreach and, uh, and really try to, to meld those things together. Um, we ended up with some really fantastic early successes, some incredible lessons learned and, and what I think is foundational capacity building. So as an example, you know, we have uh, diabetics that are disengaged. They maybe haven't seen their PCP team. They're out there sort of wandering in the hinterlands. Um, and we were able to, to outreach to them and in one fell swoop had a 10 to 20% lift of the care intervention gap related to A1C testing that is a necessary and sort of base component of treatment of diabetes um, that wouldn't have taken place otherwise or that other methods were failing to reach them. And so that was uh, just, a it was just a great um, first uh, uh, pass on how this automation combined with big data and insights um, can create new outcomes that didn't exist before and unburden our clinical care teams, taking something off of their plate. Um, so it, it, was, it was translational work um, you know, taking all of this technology and moving it to the practice of medicine. And I think it sets us up for huge success going forward. We've talked very often um, with our clients and amongst ourselves about how difficult or impossible it is to implement a digital health strategy comprehensively on your own. And that partnering and collaboration is absolutely essential. Uh, we have seen partnering not only with other providers um, between and among health systems, but between health systems and in information technology vendors, for example. I think you've done some of that uh, in Mercy, and maybe you can just share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, I, uh, you know that the the example that comes to mind um, from uh, most recently, and it just uh, it was so valuable and so helpful. Uh, was the, um, the co combined efforts 
of, the, of our regional health system um, uh, data science groups in the, in, in the regions that Mercy served, especially the, the larger metropolitan regions. Um, there was a, um, a deep and uh, um, really sincere collaboration uh, between Mercy and, and all of the other large health systems um, to gain much better insight and, um, and predictive capabilities around what we could expect with the pandemic. Uh, and, and that was something that um, one system couldn't have done by themselves. It was really critical and crucial that we were um, deliberate about bringing all of the, um, the partners and, and, and the systems to the table um, leveraging everyone's uh, uh, best uh, resources around the predictive capabilities. Uh, and I think that what, what came out of it uh, was something that just gave a situational awareness um, that was unprecedented and, and allowed for um, staging of, uh, of supplies, allowed for preparation of, of our clinical teams, allowed for uh, understanding when we were going to be under-resourced and, and step up accordingly. And, and so that was, I think, a, a gem of activity uh, that, that showed up in some of our darkest hours. And, and I just I couldn't be um, more proud to be associated with, uh, with those teams uh, that, that, that were, uh, were leading that work. And I, I think, again, that's where COVID has shown um, how important that kind of collaboration is going to be in the future. Um, a little less, be a little less competitive about data and expertise sharing and yep. uh, let's pool our efforts to, to control the situation. So that does sound very exciting. And in all of innovation, uh, we see that more nimbleness and moving more quickly and maybe a little less risk aversion, more risk tolerance is needed. Any comments on that from your experience uh, in Mercy? I, th I think that, um, you know, it's been said by, by lots of folks that, that healthcare um, can be um, challenging for novel ideas and innovation because of the risk averse nature and the, and the seriousness and the gravity um, by, uh, that, that accompanies um, decision making and the uh, and the, the outcomes uh, that that may or may not occur with with new technology, uh, and I think that um, that is is something that uh, is navigable, um, but it has you have to be very deliberate about um, making sure that you are um, stopping the line when it becomes apparent that there there is uh, some degree of at least conversation that needs to happen to, to, to accommodate the, those concerns. And, and uh, that is, if, if, you're, if you've already done the legwork as a health system to set up a high trust environment, and you've pushed that out and extended that into your technology divisions and, and the folks that help support your, your innovation, um, those are fruits that you can that you can um, take off the tree and and, and really um, make hay with because uh, you know you will absolutely and I think more and more um, as we push the, the the limits of technology we get into things like bias and AI um, and um, and machine learning models you know that we that we need to 
to prove out are, are, are doing the job that we think that they should be doing, um, we're going to have more and more conversations about, hey, we need to take a pause for a second and make sure that this is, that this is safe and, and something that we, sh that we should go forward with. And, um, and in the, those examples that we've talked about, we've had a couple of those conversations and I was very proud of how our organization rallied around that and lifted up those concerns um, you know, in the midst of, of trying to be nimble and agile and move very fast. So I think we were able to strike a balance um, that was the right compromise. And it, it, I tell you, it wasn't easy. Um, and it, it did require us to be um, very thoughtful and very deliberate about, uh, about making that, that compromise. Yeah, it's a very much of an enterprise risk uh, exercise. It's not multidimensional. And when you combine that approach, that really well-balanced risk assessment approach with the strategic focus that you described at the beginning of our conversation, seems like a great combination for approaching um, some of this uncharted territory um, and the pressure to venture into, into it. So let's um, close out by really thinking outside the box. Um, certainly seems like you and your colleagues at, Mer at Mercy are very good at doing that. Um, what do you see on the longer term horizon as achievable in integrating digital health into care delivery and operations? So um, it seems like probably not a day goes by that, that we don't talk with various uh, stakeholders and, and really emphasize, you know, we're, we're moving to this longitudinal uh, care model where we don't have episodes we have, you know, we're just, we have paths that, that, that folks travel. And one of the things that I, that I would love to see happen um, and I think would be uh, really a, a feather in our cap would be to use technology to bring the PCP back into the hospital um, and not necessarily to take over the role of the hospitalist or anything of that nature, but, but be able to use uh, the, the complementary skill set of our PCPs and then combine that um, using video or telehealth opportunities with something like discharge rounding. And so if we can use technology to bring that relationship back to the bedside, I think it, it gives value to both the inpatient team and the, and the outpatient care team. Um, so something, that, something that, that uh, I would love to see happen. Um, another uh, really a, a kind of passion of mine for some time that I, that I think we are um, able uh, probably in, 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 in the medium to long term to take advantage of um, is the idea of food as medicine and using partnerships and collaborations um, to, to really directly link um, the prescription of food uh, as a way to decrease the need for, for expensive medications and and, and other pharmacologic interventions. And I think that there's ways that we can cut out a lot of the barriers to do that um, you know, through uh, creative uh, partnerships and, and collaborations, um, you know, similar to what, um, to what Providence and Kroger had done. There was an article and a write-up on, uh, on that partnership some time ago, and I'd love to see, I'd love to see us uh, venture into that realm. Um, and, and then um, the, the automation and immersive tech, so things like extended reality or augmented reality for training 
related to clinical tasks is another area where I, I'd love to see us uh, spend some time and, and, and learn more about. And, um, and these are things like, how do you, when you onboard a new um, MA or a new uh, nurse into a clinic, how do you teach them to do everything right when they have to move from a computer to a physical space, to a patient room, to a documentation station? And you know, they need to do all of those things. So it's multifactorial. A lot of times what you, what you end up doing is, is pulling down your, your best resource and repurposing your best resource to do that training because they're the ones that do it correctly. And so using a combination of, of that immersive technology and an automated script would give us an ability to not draw down our best resources, but take advantage of their knowledge base uh, and really give our best of breed training to all of those folks that were onboarded and things that we can start picking from and, and doing right now um, or shortly um, have the capability and the capacity to do those things. Uh, so um, again, it goes back to some of our earlier points on, you know, where do you prioritize? How do you, how, you know, what, what is your governance around technology? And, you know, if there's a thousand good ideas, uh, you know, and you have the bandwidth for a hundred of them, what are your hundred? Um, what, I, I think that challenge will always be with us. And it's not just governance of data, it's really governance of technology and digital health uh, mm -hmm. overall. Uh, very great point to end on. We could not be more thrilled to have had you take all this time to share your experiences and your vision. Uh, and we look forward to continuing to see what Mercy does and we'll all be watching closely to learn uh, further from you in the, in the days ahead. Thank you very much, Dr. Broyles. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for, for allowing me to share some thoughts. So to learn more about how Mercy Technology Services is leveraging data analytics and health technology to improve patient care and clinical operations, visit mercytechnology.net uh, to learn how McDermott can help you transform healthcare delivery. Visit mwe.com slash digital health.